Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey. And Garrett Price. What's going on? I had to do the extra and because it's late. You know, I was like, why, why even leave at this point? Why not just, you know, get as many ands out here? I mean, it's a new day. It's a new show. You guys are still wearing the same clothes you were wearing from the last show. And you've been sitting here the whole time. Yep. You guys are dedicated Dynasty guys. Never left. You know, this is why people tune into Dynasty Nerds Podcast. Because they want dedicated Dynasty players. What's another D word for player? Dedicated Dynasty doers. Dungeons and Dragons. Divas. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Create my own little wizard. Come in here and do a little magical spell on you. Like, look at you. You're going to catch 45 footballs bing, in game bing, bing. one. Little Hunter Renfro, you. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry Potter, calm down. You're a All wizard, right. Harry. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't watch any Harry Potter or read any Harry Potter. So don't, don't tell my why. Unbelievable. She'd be pissed. Would you? Who oh, else did it? She loves Harry Potter. I know a lot of people that do. We went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on our honeymoon. On your honeymoon? On our honeymoon. I'm actually kind of jealous. Not for the honeymoon, but for the, the fact <laughs> Did that... Did you want to go on a honeymoon with my wife? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, the fact that you went to the Wizarding World. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So you're a big Harry Potter guy too? Yeah. I was just reading my son Harry Potter before I got here. Uh, I li- And listen, I'm not somebody to make fun. Like, I don't think that's fun. I, I love... Like, dude, I love... I'm Lord of the Rings. Dude, Game of Thrones is the greatest show of all time. It's uh, mm-hmm. just... I. Wasn't my. I probably might like the books, but I watched the first movie. I was like, "That's kind of kitty," and just never really got into it. Yeah, the, the first one's not that great. Once you get to like four and five, they're pretty good. It yeah. gets it starts. It gets dark. darker. Yeah, it starts getting dark. I heard. Sure. I've heard it, and then, you know, eventually, when I'm old and I'm like alone, and nobody wants to talk to me anymore, I'm in a house. Like, I'll go back sixty years and I'll watch post type sleeper. Everybody. Like one day, like. I, like I don't watch. So my big problem is like I don't watch TV. Like I don't have time to like I'm, I'm sitting there watching tapes. So you guys have the most accurate dynasty information you can. So like I don't have free time. I don't watch TV shows. I watch sports, Game of Thrones, and then like a couple Netflix movies or something. I like. That's literally what I watch on television. I have no idea what's on. When everybody else watches, I have no idea. It's like I don't live in that realm. I watch sports and I talk dynasty. It's my life. It's like that's why I started a website. That's why we're here at 11 that, o'clock at that night. Is is why it's past 11 o'clock at night. Look at it. We are dedicated dynasty doers, dungeon and draggers. What's the other one? Divas, Drakers, Drakers. <laughs> Drake. and, you, and you know that is last week, last from the last episode. Yep. Matt just draking on people, getting all pervy McGurvy. Mm-hmm. Let's get second pervy McGurvy as many times as you can drop it. Trying to get you a new nickname, Paulie. <laughs> um, so today we're back here um, talking about some of the wide receivers that we missed from the last episode. Every year we do this, we're like, hey, we need to start the rookie breakdowns a week earlier so this doesn't happen. But look, we just make up for it by staying here late. Next um, next year. So always, a little, a little, always next year. A little bonus episode for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is like a little tease of the nerd herd. You know, when you get the extra episode a week, it's like a little tease. So right. it's like, this is like our get free episode. Here's your free episode of the extra bonus. This could be you for only $2 a month. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So let's talk, let's just get into it. 
So again, we're just going to talk a couple players here. I'm going to talk about two. Matt's going to give you two. Garrett's going to give you two. I know he's got a couple guys. Garrett's going to break down like with real quick synopsis. Uh, we'll chime in here and there when we do have tape on these guys. Uh, but remember, the real rankings are going to come right after the draft when we break these players down individually. We'll have more time to even watch more tape on them and see how they fit that player's scheme. Let's jump right into it with a guy, uh, Jalen Hurd out of Baylor, six foot four. 226, ran his 40 at his pro day, ran a 4.66, which was a little bit slower than I thought he would run. Um, I was hoping to actually see him more in the like 4.4 range, you know, like, like maybe lower four fives, but he didn't really get there. He's somebody that uh, at Tennessee, we all know, is a former running back. Actually had 589 carries for 2,638 yards. Like he was a good running back. And he's a former five-star recruit at running back. Led Tennessee in rushing as a freshman and sophomore years. And then all of a sudden, in 2016, he got a concussion. And he's like, listen, guys, I would love to change positions here. I don't want to play running back anymore. Like, this is it. I'm out, Jerry. And they're like, no, we want you to play running back. Sorry. And he's like, all right, deuces, I'm out. Sat out a year and went to Baylor to go play receiver. Senior year, caught 69 balls for 946 yards and four touchdowns. Ran the ball some, too, at 48 carries for 209 yards. Good for 4.4 average, three touchdowns. So we could do that as well. Had a knee procedure in December, so missed the bowl game uh, set out there. He's still learning the position here at receiver. And he's shown a ton of promise already. Played lots of slot at Baylor. Looks fast on tape. Like, I like mm-hmm. his speed on tape. That's why I was kind of taking about Like, 4.66, that's Jerry Rice speed, so he's not slow. But I get. I just what I'm taking it is maybe that knee procedure he had in December, right? Is what's slowing him down. He's probably not fully back from that for sure. Had, um, you know, I said came out here, played well already. Had 48 receptions go for 10 plus yards, so he can get open and get downfield. He was, which I think those numbers are, he was 10th best in the country for tremendous size. He showed some good route running for his limited time at wide receiver. He can actually jump up and get the football. Uh, the route tree obviously needs to grow and get up to speed there. But again, he's only been playing receiver for a limited time he, here. He looked, he looked uh, to me, he looked a little robotic or something running his routes. Um, he looked like he was just learning. You know what I mean? Like he was putting in the work. Somebody, somebody said, "Hey, this is how you run a route," and he ran it. Whereas, you know, if a guy's been doing it for years and years and years, it's just natural. They don't look like they're thinking while they're doing it. And that's what I kind of saw on tape. The, the the major concern I had with him was was just some of the drop passes. You know what I mean? He he he's got a ways to go. I think mm-hmm. as a wide receiver, he does have a, a lot of upside. He's got great size. You know what I mean? And and I can see why people would like this guy. But for me, the guy's already twenty three years old. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I, that I'm going to be having many Jalen Hurd, you know, uh, shares. shares here myself. There is a question too about the the Tennessee people think that he's a he's a locker room cancer. Obviously, he has his own reasons for what he did, switching positions and stuff like that. It's hard to know which side of the story is more accurate, um, but there's at least a, a, a tinge of like, eh, is he is he a, a team first guy? It's hard to say. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't speak to that myself, but, um, that's obviously another issue. Yeah. Like his hands are worth, like I have, like, he needs to be a better hands catcher, like stay I mean, away there, from the there, bodies. I mean, there was times when literally he was wide open in the end zone and, and the quarterback put it up high where only he should be able to grab it. And the guy, he just dropped it. He flubbed it. Yeah. He's, he's interesting because I got it. Yeah. You got <laughs> if, it. If you listen to yesterday's show, you got the joke. Yep. 
I mean, I just, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, so right. I'll just move on here. Let's not drink it. Let's not I mean, drink this up too bad. I'm a little sleepy. No. <laughs> uh, to me, here's the thing with Jalen, right, is he's versatile. And where is he going to – he has different ways to score fantasy points. He, right? he definitely does. And and, and they, they rushed him 48 times. And to, to be honest, man, he, he looked best to me on tape when he was running the ball in between the tackles. Yeah. So – the intrigue here is, uh, like, what's it? There's is he, guy, is Gilbert a, put on Twitter the other day when he had it in his rankings of running backs. He had Jalen Hurd on there. People were like, dude, he's a receiver. And he wants to play receiver. I know he does. But if you get drafted and your, your, your outlook here is to play, you know, hey, we want to use you at running back and receiver, but you know, mostly at running back here too. Like, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, whatever. You're going to pay me millions of dollars. I'll do whatever you want. You it, know? It, the thing is, he, he looks. He doesn't look like a running back anymore. Do you know what I mean? He looks very lean. Mm-hmm. He dropped twenty pounds. He, yeah, he's definitely dropped some lbs. Um, he's leaned out his body completely, and he's so tall, man. He's tall. So tall for a running back. I think that's why why he didn't want to play running back. Anymore. He looks just like Cor- too physical. Like it's just too abusive on him in between. He's a tackles huge like target. Yeah. yeah, Cordell uh, Cordell Patterson is what he almost reminds yeah. me of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a good comp. Like size wise, size wise, and just body body style, and the fact that you know they'll throw him back there at running back, and he looks good doing it. But I don't think he can hold up doing that at at his his current frame. No, anyway. Yeah, he like Matt said at twenty four, he's a guy you have to wait on. So at twenty four, like by the time you wait, yeah, like dude, like then you're you're still a limited window. It's like come on, like it's if he was a running back, then you'd be intrigued. But a receiver, what are you gonna do? You know your best. When, is he going to be ready when he's 27, 28? Yeah, exactly. If and you're going to get I mean, three years, four years. He already had a knee injury. Like, yeah. To me, he's a nice gamble third round. Right around there. Sure. Uh, I, w- I would probably take some of the tight ends we talked about, you know what I mean, and just pass on this guy, let somebody else grab him. He's, Personally, he's, that's my. That's just me. I, I don't think there's I don't think there's no developmental upside, but I'm just, I'm just not going to, I don't think, throw draft capital at this guy. Let's just move on then, shall we? Sure. Uh, this is going to be a little bit shorter of a show. We can't do that if we just keep lollygagging. I know. All right. You guys want to talk about Game of Thrones? Don't. Okay, no, just, don't. just check in. I'm not just, caught up. It's been a couple hours since you told me not to, so I'm just trying to make sure. Um, not even real fans if you're not caught up. If you don't watch it live, you're not a real fan. But let's talk about a guy who uh, scored 98th percentile, shall we? Mm-hmm. Miles Boykin, six foot four, 220 pounds, ran a 4 4 2 40 yard dash. He's 6'4", 220 pounds. He ran a 4'4", 240-yard dash. It's about to get a lot sexier, right? Uh-huh. He ran a 6.77 three-cone drill. What? A 4.07 20-yard short shuttle. Miles Boykin gave me a Boykin because <laughs> those numbers are unbelievable. Did you say his vertical? Uh, you missed that point, uh, which, I, which is a big point, 44 inches nearly. It was like 43.5. Speaking of Boykin, you're right right up my alley right now. Uh, This is a guy who has superior size and athleticism. 59 catches, 872 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, He high points the ball very, very well. I mean, this dude can go up there and get it. Definitely in my notes. Gets off the line extremely well. Like, I saw him versus press coverage, no problem. Mm -hmm. Off coverage, no problem whatsoever. Pretty good hands. Not the... Not, I wouldn't call call them great hands, but they're good. You know, a couple, couple drops were like, uh, he definitely had some drops. Um, 
I came away impressed because for a big guy, I saw him grab one right off the top of the turf. You know, yeah, he I got saw the same low as that player. Mm-hmm. and and was able to it was able to really pluck it. So I mean that that tells me all that exact catch that you're showing me right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, I saw it. It was like, I thought, I thought it was incomplete pass. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think that speaks a lot to his mobility, his flexibility. And, and for a guy that big, I think it's important. Um, he looks really fluid, which is another big time bonus. And, and, you know, obviously his, his movement scores there in, in the, in the 20 yard and three cone kind of speak to that. So this is a, he's a, he's just a very intriguing prospect. And at that size, and, and, and we were talking about it earlier. You know, I, I, we all think that his 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 production was definitely hampered by by the quarterback situation there. Yeah. Oh, Dame. drastically uh, hampered right. by the quarterback. Because here's his numbers would have been even better. I mean, here's the thing: when Book was in there, Book's not very accurate as it was. Like I literally thought I was like, wow, like every every pass you throw to all the other receivers are really good. But literally half the balls you throw to Miles Boykin are off target. Like it's crazy. And then when Winbush came in, it's like Miles Boykin wasn't even on the team anymore. It's like right. he granted he was just looking to run, but I don't know if it was like eighty four or that. That's all he was looking to throw it to. Like he wouldn't even want to throw it to him. Uh Boykin to me took hit like took his ranking for me to a whole nother level mm-hmm. for me personally. Like I love him. Like I think he's fantastic. I mean He's somebody. If you watch just his Stanford tape alone, yeah, that's all you go game. off. It, it's fantastic. His Virginia Tech film, fantastic. But then you go to like through a game like I think it was the Vanderbilt game when like Wimbush came in. He had one catch. Mm-hmm. You know, one catch. And I was like, I go through this whole damn tape to watch one okay. catch. <laughs> I can't get nine minutes of that my li- my life back. But the Stanford tape, and you're just like, oh my god, this guy's a first round rookie pick. Like, oh my god. Like, like I watched a Clemson tape first, I think, and then I went to Stanford. And then I'm like, well, like Clemson was okay. Then I got to Stanford, and I'm like, no. No. Did I just watch some highlight film? What is going on here? And then the same thing with Virginia Tech, where he yep. dominated Virginia Tech. Um, he's somebody that has all the traits that you want from a wide receiver. I mean, even at his early age, when he came out of his breakout game was the Citrus Bowl a couple of years ago, he, he, won, he was MVP. Made an amazing one-handed catch, 55-yard one-handed catch. Ended up like winning the football game. To me, he's everything I want out of a receiver. And I want to see him with a good quarterback in a good system because I didn't like what was going on there in Notre Dame. Uh, I will say two negatives. Two negatives that I saw that. that two negatives keep, equal to positive. That's not. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's not uh, entirely accurate. Yeah, well, okay. it's late. Uh <laughs> The, I've been drinking. The, the two things, Water. the two things that I will say, and and I agree, he's moved up quite a bit for me um, from where I first had him. The two things I will say is sometimes you don't see the physicality, the physicality. I don't even know if I'm saying that right at this point. Yes, the you tenac- are. Am I? Okay, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And the tenacity that you would want out of a guy that size. Like I felt like he played a little softer than he could have at times. Um, the other thing was there's not a lot of yards after the catch for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not. He you don't see a lot of that in his game. So. That's not a deal breaker or anything like that by any means, um, but that's what separates him from like the Hakeem Butlers and some of that. I see, and I thought some of that had to come away too, like just some of the placements on the ball. Honestly, I, I agree with that to an extent as you well. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, the, the he, ball he's not, getting, he's not getting led. He's not any any of that. You know, so it's it's by the time the ball gets there, the, out a little there, bit. There's guys around, and him he has to speak. Because I saw times that he was open. Like, man, if you hit him right there, he would have been gone. You know, like I saw opportunities four yards after the catch for him. Because listen. With his speed, like he should be able to. Yeah, I I do. I I came away. My biggest takeaway was with the quarterback play. Like 
I was like, this guy could be way better. Like, I think he's limited. Like, I liked what I saw when he did was able to make plays, but I thought he was really limited by his quarterback play. When Book was in there, I thought he literally could almost doubled his numbers if he was more accurate. And then I said, when Bush, when when Bush went in there, it was like he disappeared. Like it really mm-hmm. like his targets is like he was just looking to run the football. And I get that that's his style of play at quarterback, but I think it hurt him. So like if he was somewhere else on a different team, you know what I mean? Like if Boykin was on Ohio State with Haskins, or if he was in a good system with a good quarterback, uh, I think it would have been drastically different for him. And I think he could be he'd be much more on the radar here. So and it's not like he had crap production. I mean he had eight hundred and seventy two yeah. yards and oh, eight I get touchdowns. That too. So it's 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 you know, I don't want to make it sound like the guy didn't produce at all, but but, but he mean, could have had better numbers. But look at the games. I mean look at those like most of those like again, Stanford, mm-hmm. huge numbers. Virginia Tech, huge numbers. And then you go those last three games he had like seven catches total in yeah. those last three games. I mean and there's a game like I said, he put up those numbers and you go like I said, you go back to Vanderbilt game where he has one catch and you're like, okay, that just even shows you more. Like again, this guy could be an eighty-nine yard catch, thirteen hundred yard receiver in the right system Absolutely. with the right, yeah. right right quarterback. He's got like, the, he's definitely has that kind of upside. So for me, this is the guy I think after this weekend or after so this podcast is come out on Thursday. So not today, but after this weekend, because he's gonna be a first rounder. I see this guy as a second round pick in the NFL draft. Like that's where I see him. And he's gonna get drafted somewhere. This is a first round sneaker. You think, you think he's going to move into the first round of dynasty drafts? Not all of them. Like, definitely, you know, probably not in super flex leagues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? well, but in, like, a regular PPR league, spot. this is a guy who I'm all over. Like, so for me, he's jumped, like, Terry McLaurin, right? Um, I'm not – most people are going to think I'm crazy. I'd rather have him than DK Metcalf. I don't think you're crazy. I think he shows a lot more movement skills and 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 a lot more polish to his game than DK. You know, go long DK. Dude, he again. When Garrett's like, okay, you know, the yards after catch all that. Like, look at his combine numbers: four, four, two, forty, a He's three, fast. a six. But look at his three cone: a six, seven, seven. He's got mobility to get out. You know what I mean? So it's like, coach this guy up, give him a good quarterback, and let's see what happens. Like, I'm his ceiling is extremely, extremely high. high, extremely high. It's just as high as anybody else out here. As high as, you know, I love Nikhil Harry, but there's Miles Boykin. Like if Miles Boykin was a better overall dynasty player than Nikhil Harry, would it blow me away after watching the tape? Absolutely not. It would not blow me. He's, he's not in that tier. I'm not saying that by any means, but like he has that kind of potential. Like he's very intriguing to me. I'd have no problem for me personally. Back in the rookie round, rookie draft, if I need a receiver after you get past like Debo Samuel and whatnot, like there, uh, he's up there. He's like, he's right there with like Riley Ridley to me. You know what I mean? Because like to me, he's more explosive. He could be more explosive than a guy like Riley Ridley. You know, really, sure. you know, really, I mean, safe. He, he's definitely he more explosive. Is. Yeah. So yeah. to me, like, it's like, again, I'm, we're talking, remember like last episode, last episode, we're talking upside, upside, yeah, upside in this draft. Mm-hmm. He he fits that mold. He's 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 that mold of this draft for me. Like he's that upside player. Like that if we're gonna gamble already, which is this is a gamble draft. After you get past that top like eight right around there, you know, I think once you get after that Debo Samuel tier after there, who again, I still think I have Debo Samuel way too low in my rankings after watching all the tape. Like I think he's You're still trying to find a way to move him up. Yeah, I, I put a tweet out uh, the other day that said I think Debo Samuel is one of the safest players in this draft. Where. His floor to me is like a like a wide receiver three, like that's his floor to me. Like I think there's no way he's like even less than that. And then his ceilings 
even higher. I love Debo Samuel. I wish I could take him. I mean, I said to you privately, like, I'd kind of rather have Debo than A.J. Brown. And yeah. he's your 1-1, one, one, and people are like, that's crazy. But that's how I feel. Like, I Debo Samuel excites me more than A.J. Brown excites me, just out of an excitement level. Miles Boykin excites me more than a lot of players in this first round uh, when it comes to upside. So, to me, right now, I have no problem sliding Miles Boykin in the back end of the first round of my rankings as high as a second. It'd be more defined after this weekend. All right. Matt, give us a couple players. All right. So let's go from a really big player to a itsy bitsy tiny Hunter Renfro. Five foot ten, There's hundred no cabbage. 184, 184 pounds. He did run a, a 4.59 in the 40, which which for him isn't too bad. But the, the three cone and, and the movement drills are really where he excels. Sick numbers. 6.80 on the three cone and 4.19 in the 20 yard. Can we get his cabbage numbers? He has uh, seven seven point eight eight inch, so a seven and eight, like basically seven, seven and seven eighths inch um, hands. Yeah, so those are cabbage hands. Baby hands. Very tiny hands. Yeah, like baby doll hands. Like baby doll hands. Yes. You ever seen that skit on Saturday Night Live with little baby dolls yeah. when they're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what what I think of when I hear of Hunter Renfro's. Like hands. if we had a, like if we had like a Dynasty TV show, like we would do a skit. And right. that's, we'd have that'd be Hunter Renfro coming out. That would definitely. Would. So, so I mean, he's a, he's exclusively a slot wide receiver. He has really good short area um, quickness. He gains separation using the quickness and his route running ability. He, he is a pretty good route runner. Um, despite having itty bitty tiny hands, he doesn't really have many issues, you know, catching, especially the short passes. I did see some issues crop up. Um, you know, tracking like deep balls over his shoulders on occasion. And oh, stuff he can't like. do it. No, I agree. So, um, he's basically going to be a chain mover. Um, and he's need to, he's going to need to be in an offense that really will, will feature a slot wide receiver and feed him the ball to have any kind of fantasy relevance. I think in, in my opinion, anyway, yeah, he is somebody that completely lacks size in all means. He is something you need to put the ball on him. Again, he's not going to go up to the ball. He's not physical whatsoever. The dude never had a 100-yard game, ever. He was at Clemson for 36 years, and he never had a 100-yard game. Well, he, he hovered around 500 yards, 600 yards for his entire career every year. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, he came so, up big in the, in the championship sure, game. Both sure. cha- if you go back, both championship games, 17 catches, 108 yards, four touchdowns. He's big. The dude catches everything, mm-hmm. everything that's within his radius. But he has a very small radius. That's right. the thing. I agree with Matt 100% on this. This is a guy... When you think of his hands and the way his ability is to get open, like, oh, he's intriguing, right? I think he's the kind of player that, in the right team, he helps his NFL team, but he holds no fantasy relevance. I mean, I feel like Cole Beasley, you know what I mean? Like, he might have... I think that's the ceiling. Yeah, he might pop up and, like, have a kind of fantasy relevant year, like, once. And that would be, like, a perfect storm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably, honestly, not drafting him unless he ends up in one of those situations where it's like New England, you know, something like that. Other than that, I I personally probably won't draft him. I don't want him. I, I'm not going to either. No, he's off my board. Yeah, just, I, he's, I've come to that conclusion. His his ceiling is so low, it's like, yeah, no thanks. It's just yep. a, a, a fantastic college football player. Absolutely. A national champion. Yep. A fantastic college football player. But we see a lot of those guys, It does, he does not translate well to the NFL. And again, it's a size. It's a size thing. Like he has the maneuverability to get open. It's just he doesn't have the size to play at the next level. He's just limited. Yep. It's like yep. you know, 
it, you're you're not Muggsy Bogues, right? You could be the best basketball player ever, but if you're five ten, I'm sorry, you're not really playing in the NBA. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Matt, give us another one. Uh, Demarcus Lodge, wide receiver, Ole Miss, six foot two, two oh two. He ran a four point five five in the forty. And these are these are the, these are the kind of numbers that are kind of odd to me because he ran in the twenty yard shuttle. He ran a four point five three, which doesn't speak Slow. well doesn't speak well to his movement skills. But then on the three cone. It's a 7.06. So this guy's a little bit confusing. I'm not sure if something happened there on the 20-yard shuttle where he slipped or something. I didn't actually see him run it to know that. Um, but anyway, on tape, he, he, he runs faster and moves better um, than those numbers would indicate anyway, the 4.53 in the 20-yard. So he's a guy that played you know mostly on the outside um, there for Ole Miss. Obviously, A.J. Brown was there in the slot for the most part, and D.K. Metcalf was on the other side on the outside. So this guy was like kind of like the third wide receiver in, in that trio, but all in all, I mean, I th- he's got pretty decent numbers. He put up eight, 877 yards, four touchdowns. He seemed to be the, a little bit of the deeper route type of guy, you know, um, kind of in between, um, I guess intermediate routes would be, would be the proper way to put it. You know, whereas DK Metcalf was hey go long, he would run some of the deeper stuff that actually, you know, some, some of the post routes and stuff like that and, and some of the comeback routes, but he struggled versus like elite defenders. Yeah. It's, he's hard guy to nail down, to be honest, exactly how I feel about him. I, I mean, he doesn't jump off the page as much as AJ Brown. Hands aren't fantastic. Exactly. I saw him drop some things. <sighs> He's. I thought I was going to like him more because the other guy's tape I was watching, he would pop because on occasion he does make really nice plays. He's a highlight guy. But when you watch every snap of his game, he just kind of ends up coming out and being a little bit meh. So yeah. um, he's a, for what he was in college as a third receiver with his athleticism and size, like his jump ball ability was nice. But again, you get concerned about like that when you you don't come up first like good talent. You know, when you right. show up versus like guys like LSU and Alabama, right. you have like two catches. For he's, like he's, he's definitely not yards. getting the best two cornerbacks out there. They're going to DK Metcalf and AJ mm-hmm. Brown and, and to not put up high popping numbers. It, it doesn't speak well for your NFL. It does. That as far as fantasy relevance, you literally just there, like something I didn't even think of. You just summed it up there. Like a guy for a guy that, that had those guys behind him and viable weapons everywhere. Actually, like you think if you're that good, you would put up eye popping numbers and he didn't. And he actually, if you're going to struggle versus those kind of defenders, like you're going to eating alive in the NFL, yep. like eating alive. So he's an upside guy, but nobody I love. He would need time to, to develop his game basically. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And the fourth round beginning of fifth yeah, round. Uh, again, I'd, I'd take a flyer on right, it. Yeah. There's a spot for him. He's but. yeah. He's not, he's not off my board. Like he's yeah. a guy I'd definitely like, Oh, Demarcus Lodge is there. And that's gets to the point where you're like, Oh, I know that name. Yeah. You know, like I know him. Like he's, he's got upside. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe they just didn't get the best out of him with those other guys there. Who knows? Garrett, give us a couple guys here. Uh, so my target guy that I'm, I, I'm looking for him in the third round of probably almost every draft if I can. This is your guy. This this is my this is my later round guy. Yeah. If yeah. you weren't married and if you, I weren't married, yeah. If you like the same sex, this right? is your guy. That you're yep. going for it all yep. in, no pants. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. Uh, That's your guy. He's my guy. So it was interesting because I really wasn't on him at all until I watched the Ozigbo tape. Now you're on him. Now, no pants. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. 
buddy. Uh, <laughs> you gonna give his numbers? I I I want to. I'll give them to you. Six foot. He's six foot. Two hundred two pounds. Oh, you got him now. I do. I do. I am. Uh, You're red again. I, a little bit. You're blushing. A little you bit. Live. That Put is pants the reason. That is definitely the reason. Uh, he uh, he didn't run a super explosive forty time. He ran a four five three. Um, however. Everything else was really good. Um, his short shuttle four one three is is really impressive. Um, he had a thirty eight and a half inch vertical for somebody his size is is pretty dang good. It's three cone sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six point seven eight. And everybody wants to poo poo on a four five three. Like a four five three is good. Like, right, it's good. Yeah, I mean it's not elite, but it's like not elite NFL wise, six foot two hundred two pounds. That I mean that's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty good. Size. He's just a, a, a a substantial sized player, if I could say that. A substantial sized player. You said it well. Thanks, man. Uh, but he he was a really good route runner. He understood um, how to to leverage uh, his body on certain routes. He found the dead zone a lot in in the in against zone defense. And he wasn't playing with a great quarterback. He was playing with a running quarterback that was a freshman. And he still put up really good numbers. Yeah, I saw that. Like the limited, like I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I watched a ton of tape on him, but for the limited opportunity I did have to see him, Stanley Morgan Jr. Like I really like the way he attacked the football. Yep. Like in the middle, like in the middle of the field, middle like he, of the field. Like he he played the middle of the field really well. And I didn't know that much detail about the quarterback because like, again, I was mostly just focused on him and just for the podcast, I was trying to get a right. little bit like information on the guy. So like I was to be fair, like somewhat rushed on him, but right. just trying to get some input on him for like just like two quick games, like you know, not like real sure. quick dialing in like the way I should be. Um, but I was like the one note I came around, I was like, wow, he really works the middle of the field really well for me. Almost size. like a, a Muhammad Sanu type of I could of, see that of wide receiver, a, a bigger, thicker, um, can mm. really work the middle of the field, like he was saying. I um, honestly think he's a poor man's Debo. Okay. Um. That that's what I that's that's what I think. Of that's that. your count for him. Yeah. I I, I see you like a his lot routes of, that well. I think he's a very good and he has great hands. Like uh, you see a lot of one handed catches. Okay. Yeah. He catches with his hands. Uh, he's not. I'm not as high on him as Debo. Right. I'm not saying that. But end of second, beginning of third. I mean, people he are going to be sleeping on him. I mean, he produced that. New, I mean, and he, at Nebraska, which is not a pass heavy, like no. not a good passing well, team. He bro- the record for receiving was set in 1972, and he broke it back to back years. His uh. Last year in 2017, he had 61 catches for 986 yards and 10 touchdowns, which was a school record, and then came back in 2018 with 70 catches for 1,004 yards and seven touchdowns. So, like, I love guys that consistently get better. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. I love, I love progress. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about a couple, you know, last episode, like, Fant, how, like, oh, he's the man, and then kind of somewhat, Matt, you said it. Like He, he leveled he, off. Yeah. He leveled he off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're in college, dude. Like I expect progress. Like I expect you to go next level in progress. So I like that. Like, like if I'm if I'm a numbers guy, and I look at stats, which I love to look at numbers. Like mm-hmm. that's, I love to take odds and the numbers of players and use those because you can learn a lot without even ever watching a player. You can learn a lot just from like history of numbers and what this player does and like their timing and combine numbers. You can learn a lot about a player without ever before even watching tape. And Morgan's like his numbers look nice. Yep, like, his production value is a really nice value. Yep. He's a guy I like a lot in, in, in those mid rounds. So why third round then, if you like him this much, like if you're, if you're calling the Debo in this kind of a draft, I mean that, that to me, like sets, it's like, yeah, is it, is it, it a value thing? Like it's I a just, value thing. Like I just overdraft them. Cause that's where he's going to go. That that's the biggest thing for me. If I was pressed and I thought everybody's on this guy, uh-huh. I'd move him up toward the mid to even early second round. Uh-huh. If, if I was pressed to, but the, the thing is from what I'm seeing, 
everybody has him low. Everybody has him third round, fourth round. Like, Which is a great way to approach your rookie draft is like don't overreach if you don't have to. It's not necessary. Just because exactly. you love a guy doesn't mean you have to take, hey, I love I love Debo Samuel. I'm taking him 1-1 one, one in your face. No, trade down, douche. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like, get, get value. Like, you're doing Dynasty wrong. You're yeah, not so, a Dynasty doer. Go play Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. So, Jeez. yeah, but if I was pressed and I thought guys were on him, I would take him 2-2, two, 2-3. Two, two, like, I would have no problem with that. But I think you're going to be able to get him more like – Two nine, two ten, maybe even if people are sleeping three one, like I, I think you're going to be able to get him in that range. If he gets drafted in a good spot, are you like dead set? Like okay, like two, oh yeah, like I'm taking him the second no matter yep. what. Like yep. he's I'll not. move up because he does a lot of those nuanced things. Let me see if I can very, trust you like well. I trust Matt. I'm going to do some more research on him. All right, I'm going to put a star next to his name with a G next to it. Let me know. Garrett, Let so me I know. know. Um, that means I'm going to have to get some Stanley Morgan shares for sure. I like. You know, for over Matt over the years, like if a Matt loves a guy, like I'll, like even thinking back with Dynasty and Mike, when Mike used to do the show, mm-hmm. like I remember back in the day, like initially coming out, like Mike was all over Stefan Diggs, like mm. all over Stefan Diggs, like this is five star recruit coming out of high school, just overall athlete, just kind of just if it wasn't for all this other off field stuff, this guy is a stud, like talent wise, he's a stud. Rookie drafts, he was going third round, oh, Stefan yeah. Diggs, but so I same thing, I put a star next to his name. Put an M next to it for Mike because Mike vouched for him, kind of like you are for Stanley Morgan. Took, took Stefan Diggs a couple years later. Thinking him for it's it. looking pretty damn good. And I always think of like saying there's always players of guys that I trust. You know, I mean, you're sitting at this table because, you know, we trust you. So for me, it's like I like players like that. Where maybe I didn't do the research, you know, like where I'm a listener of the podcast essentially. Like, okay, this is a guy you're vouching for, but now I'll go put my own time into it and see, right. if I can see, see what you think things you do. And yep. a lot of times I do, I come away with like, Oh yeah, you know what? He's right. And I love those little subtleties. You'll say like, look at his hands, look at his route runners, look at that poor man Debo. Cause in my head watching the film the whole time I'm going, okay, I'm, let me count this guy to that. Ooh, I see that. And then you're looking for it. You know, right. you, like you want to see that. So I like that. He's intriguing. He, you put me on him from day one. Like I didn't even know like, dude, you got to check out the Stanley Morgan Jr. Man, his routes are fantastic. I'm like, okay, so he's. A, let me put him on my list. I wasn't really going on my way looking at right. Nebraska players. So Stanley Morgan Jr. People, like I down. said, I found him by accident. Like it was, it was because I was watching Ozigbo. That was the reason I found him. Nice. Yeah. Put a star next to him. Put a G, just like me. Um, another guy. Only um, G I get on there. <laughs> another guy that's that's really interesting. Um, I don't think I'll have nearly as many shares as I do of Stanley Morgan, um, but it's Preston Williams. Preston Mo- Williams is the guy in this class that is the talented player, but a lot of the off the field issues. So what are I didn't get into his off date issue. What are cause his numbers are amazing. Uh, so I looked it up. It's not. It was a domestic violence charge. Um, apparently, him and his girlfriend lived together. They had some verbal altercation. I think she was trying to get away or something like that, get out of the apartment, and he restrained her. And um, so, so it's iffy. So he got that kind of charge, and then no, she had like a. Um, it wasn't a restraining order put against him. It was like protectionary order or something. Did like he that. hit her? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I okay. think I think it was just like he restrained her, and and then he he like called her like. 200 times or something insane oh. and like broke the you know like the whatever like the, the restraining, restraining order whatever it was it wasn't restraining yeah. order but whatever it was that he wasn't supposed to contact so her. he was super attached so like. he was like yeah like gaga over this girl i don't want to minimize it because I, I i obviously i just read this I, I yeah but that's that was the gist that i got from it he was lady gaga um I don't. I mean, I don't want to say it like that, so so it's minimized. But it, that's what like it sounded like. He didn't show like. you his poker face. No, 
you got it. Preston Williams. But he's got good size. He was a former. He was a former five star recruit. Um, so he was had the pedigree coming out of high school. So this is another Tennessee transfer, right? Yep. Right. Yep. So just which, like which I lost to Fon Diggs again. I know, right? Kind of sounded like it. I thought that was like a segue you did intentionally for a second there. Ooh, let's hey, let's edit our show. Let's edit it again. That'd be great. Look yeah. at that. look how professional. Run it back. What a lead in. Look at this rich guy. Yeah. Four or five. Go on. Nailed please it. tell us more. Um, he's got really good body control. Um, he goes up and gets the ball real well. Um, he he has no problem with contested. Um, contested catches. I saw that. Yeah, no problem there. I mean, he didn't even give his measurables before he started. Yeah. He's six foot four, two hundred eleven pounds, ran a four five three forty at his pro day. Uh, Ninety six catches, one thousand three hundred forty five yards, and fourteen touchdowns. Granted, at Colorado State, but still, still, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that at Colorado State, those are the numbers you need to put up at Colorado State. But Dominant. that's his only year of production. That's it. Yes, that's all. That's all he has because of he had he didn't play as much at Tennessee. Got kind of ticked off about that. Then he had the off the field stuff. Those two things combined caused him to to end up at Colorado State. So he has a little bit of that. He gets kind of lazy on some of his routes, uh, drops the ball sometimes. There's some concentration issues, some of that kind of stuff. So there there's some of that like uh, extra stuff. But as far as like a raw ability, raw talent, it's definitely there. He's somebody that I'm intrigued with because I've had like four different people, even with you, culture coach. You know, like every time I put my rankings down, he wasn't on there. Like, where's Preston Williams? And I'm like, who? Yeah. And like, I got to watch. And I, my response is, I have to watch tape still on him. Like, he'll be on there. And then, like, I throw him on there because, again, if I have four people, uh, you know, like culture coach, you know, guys that I trust, tell me, put this guy on your list. Well, I'm just going to put him on my list blindly because, well, I trust, you know, it goes back to the same thing. Right. I trust you. So, then you see the numbers and size, and you're like, oh, okay. this, Yeah. So I have not dug d- deep into Preston Williams yet at all, uh, but I'm intrigued by him just because of you guys. He's definitely, you know, out of these late-round guys, he's I mean, he's one of those guys that you can get in the probably third, fourth round, and he may pot- potentially end up being a wide receiver, like one on a team, you know, because he profiles as that, as definitely an outside wide receiver. So just from that fact alone, um, he's got a ton of upside. Yeah, and I, I, you know what? One guy, you know, we said we we're just going to go through these guys quick. I just want to give one more shout-out because the guy I did get a little bit time on, because of again, because of you, uh, your boy Ashton Doolin yeah. out of Malone College, where you went to college, actually. That's right. Six yep. foot one, 215 pounds. Again, number-wise, again, so it's at Malone College. Right, Division um, two. Where the even hell is Malone College? Canton, Ohio. Great, okay. Uh, hey, we played at the Hall of Fame field. I'm just saying. Congratulations. You played football, right? Yeah, I played linebacker. Did you play with him? No, I was, I'm I'm a little bit older. I'm okay. About to turn 29. So oh, okay, well I'm, I'm about to turn 40. So <laughs> I know what you're thinking. To each his own. I still look great. Uh, <laughs> six foot one, 215 pounds. Ran a four four three forty seven point three uh, three cone four two two twenty yard dash. This guy's a big, fast receiver. Uh, ran the ball well. Returned the ball well. Yeah. Ran, like he was like literally like a Bo Jackson out there. You know, he ran the ball, caught the ball, returned the it. ball. I mean, you're talking about a guy that averaged 98 yards per game. Um, somebody who's like explosive with the ball in his hands. But again, it's at Malone. So, but like the, he has the physical traits that you're looking for to receiver. Yeah. All of all the combine stuff, he was top 12, I think, in all of them, like consistently across the board. So he's overall a talented athlete. What I see with him is I think he's going to get his early shots as a special teams guy. Yeah. I think he, he's going to maybe return some kicks, do some of that kind of stuff. And then 
if he shows his worth there, you'll start to see him more on the field in other situations. He's so a long play guy. He's a long play guy for sure. But the upside is there, and he's somebody that I've seen ranked kind of all over the place. There's a couple guys that really like like the small school guys that'll put him inside the top ten. Yeah, but, I think like Matt Kelly of uh, the Podfather of Roto Underworld like loves this guy. Like from what I've seen like random tweets of like of him like he like loves this guy. Like any. I could be wrong, but I swear, Matt, like I thought I put a tweet on her, like Ashton Doolin's not on your wide receiver list and your wide receiver list is faulty or something along those lines. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. So I have him. Uh, I need to go back and look. I don't remember exactly where it is, but it's like in the 12 to 15 range at wide receiver. Um, so he he's definitely a worthwhile flyer beginning of the fourth round. Type area. Good thing the long play. This is dynasty. So we got time. Right. You got time. You got so, time. Taxi squad. Um, that guy. You got any other like quick names? Just want to throw here, so we get out of here because it is. You guys look super tired. Matt's <laughs> super sleepy. It's I'm way past his bedtime. Definitely falling um, asleep. It's almost over. midnight here on Eastern Standard Time. So let's just kind yeah. of give me like a quick a couple of names just so people have them on their radar for uh, the draft. Do you want me to go, Matt? Or yeah, you no, you guys? go for it. Okay, uh, Greg Dortch. He's he's another one of those uh, <laughs> slot guys. He's going to help on special teams. Uh, he, oh great, Matt fell asleep again. Oh, he fell asleep. <laughs> oh please, God. Matt said, he, this. Matt said earlier, like yesterday or something, he's like, I fell asleep twice watching Greg Dorch's Not fit. once. <laughs> twice. Not once, but twice. <laughs> Separate instances. I tried so hard with him. <laughs> uh David Sills. Um he's West uh, Virginia, right? out of West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Big guy, converted quarterback, had some had a lot of touchdown potential, a little soft, needs to work on some things, not quite he the needs, most explosive athlete. He needs to get some muscles, yep. definitely. And he's skinny. Yep. I was watching some play. What, what, what's a West Virginia running back? Mm, In this year's class? I was I watching. Oh, Will Greer. Oh, the quarterback. Mm. Will Greer. When I was watching Will Greer, still was kind, there was times where he stuck. Like There was a couple. I was like, ooh. He definitely yeah. makes some nice plays, That some eye-popping plays here and there. Yeah, he sure. did. Like He was like a, he was a hit-and-miss prospect, Like, but he yeah. got it. Like from watching Will Greer, he, he got on my radar. Yeah. Kind of like you said, you were watching Ozigbo to get on Stanley. Still is kind of like, ooh, he, I could draft He's him. got a really good side. I mean, six yeah. or two. I mean, six foot, six foot three, like two, two, fifteen ish, right around two, thirteen oh, or something like that. Over he, his last two seasons, he had like 30 touchdowns yeah. like combined. And he doesn't, so and he, doesn't he got have, the end zone. He doesn't have muscles at that size no, either. Like he no. has, he had definitely, definitely has room to grow. He's not a dynasty beefcake. No. Definitely not. He, he, he's another long term play. Yep. Uh, at, on the same team, Gary Jennings Jr., one of the weirdest things ever. His junior, it was either sophomore, junior, whatever his second to last season was, he had. Uh, like 94 catches and one touchdown. Then the next year, he only had like 60-some catches but had 10 touchdowns. Weirdest weirdest thing ever. That's but, an odd flip, yeah. Yeah, but the thing was is he, he completely changed roles. And so he was much more of a possession receiver the year before. They changed his role, much more of a downfield threat, good player there. So um, those are some guys I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think I have anybody else that's of note that I feel like I like have to talk about. Some guys like Mecole Hardman. Mecole Hardman. Uh, yeah. I mean, that dude struggles immensely with contested catches and his routes. Are Antoine Wesley, I did a thread on him the other day. He's another late-round guy from Texas Tech. Matt, you got any uh, names? I think we're pretty much tapped out, to be honest, man. For, okay. For, uh, well, we'll just pretend we're uh, UFC fighters and we're defeated and we'll just uh, we're out this mug. So this is our bonus episode. If you liked it, great. If you didn't, well, you know. It was bonus. It was bonus, dude. Get Sorry. Up, get over yourself. It's yeah. like ice cream, but like this was like the whipped cream. Yeah, it's like giving you a dollar bill and you're like, this isn't a 10. Like, would you, let's get out of here, <laughs> son of a B. But it's draft day, so everybody's got something to be excited for. Yep. Um, here's hoping your NFL team gets better today. Uh, mine did. We drafted Odell Beckham with the 17th pick, so I am hey. We did fantastic. Whoa. Uh, 
It's a fun weekend for us dynasty players, for NFL fans in general. This is one of the best weekends uh, of the year. Absolutely. And as dynasty players, it's even better because all these guys we've been talking about for months are finally going to find out where they're going to be playing, and we're actually going to be like legitimately rank them early here instead of our boards. And guess what's fun about this? A lot of rookie drafts start yep. Monday. Immediately so, after. Um, yep. I mean, I know a lot of our dynasty nerds leagues, we'd like to start the draft that Monday with the draft. One – that way it doesn't put Matt and I too much at a disadvantage as we break down these players. We have somewhat of a fair chat of drafting rookies that we think are sleepers. Uh, and two, it's just fun because this the way I the reason I like to do it rather draft is because it gives the guys who did put all the work in a little bit of an edge. Yep. You know, instead of like letting training camp come by and those guys like they're sleepers in preseason. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like then we'll hold a rookie draft. Like, no, dude, you put in the time, let it pay off. If you're gonna put in the hours of listening to us to talk, uh like we do, like tape. I mean, I have what sixty hours of tape watching probably in this damn thing. It's just it's ridiculous. It's, I, I told you guys before the show. I'm so happy now the show is over. We still have a little more tape to watch on some of these backing sure, guys, but sure. for the most part, like my free time is just ex- expanded exponentially. Oh my god, I'm so happy right now for so many reasons. I'll be able to watch season or uh, episode two of Game of Thrones. Let me tell you what happened. Don't you <laughs> dare! It all starts off with. Brienne and Tyrion and stop it dude I'm so excited for Sunday well stop the, it. the next show will be in the next episode the longest battle scene of in the history of I can't wait I'm gonna watch it three times in a row the history <laughs> of the silver screen I'm a nerd that's uh, gonna be amazing uh, so we'll be back next week uh, we're gonna put this show to bed literally right now it's it's time to go to bed N- not gonna plug anything you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich I'm at Dynasty Man. I'm at Dynasty Price let me get into a good story here about the time. <laughs> and good night now. I'm leaving. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.